You are listening to the Life After Infidelity podcast, a podcast designed to help women who have been cheated on heal from anger, shame, sadness, and confusion so they can heal, reclaim their power, and live the life of their dreams. You will leave each episode with a heart of comfort, knowing you are not alone in your struggle and empowered to make informed decisions about your relationships moving forward. Because whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard, and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. All righty. Welcome back and hello, beautiful people. And um, I'm excited because we are doing something new and fresh and different. Um, we're going to have like, I don't know, like a sister friend to the collection. <laughs> so um, I want to welcome Didi. Uh, to the episode, but she is not going to be a stranger. You beautiful people will be seeing her around a lot more often. Um, me and Didi have been in communication for a while. And so, you know, we always talk about like narcissist and gaslighting. And so, you know, we just got the great idea that we are going to bring you guys like engaging and very informed content when it comes to this particular topic of gaslighting, of narcissists. And um, so that's kind of what, whenever you see Didi pop up on the screen with me, just know you need to tune in because you're going to get something good talking <laughs> about how to handle <laughs> your narcissist. So um, Didi, I'm excited to, you know, just have you as a regular. <laughs> Thank you, Brianna. It's so much fun. We always have so much fun together. I think we play really well off each other and the beautiful listeners will enjoy it. I am sure of that. No questions asked. Yes. It's so you guys like we are, I would say like the epitome of Ebony and Ivory <laughs> when Didi was talking about that because, you know, I'm all like subtle and compassion and let's do this. And Didi's like in your face, like, no, this is <laughs> so yeah, kind of like salt and pepper. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's going to be a good balance, you guys. So I am super excited. Um, How was your week, Didi? It was good. Yeah, my week is good. You know, there's always things going on. Um, lots of work going on with my business, which is Discover Response, because I believe when you discover what you're responding to in life, especially in communication, that you can handle it. And then uh, found out that I have the opportunity to license my tool, uh, Compassion Process and Learning, that I call CPL. And mm -hmm. CPL is how I got through my divorce, my uh, experience with betrayal trauma. And as I've been using it in my business, which is communication consulting for executives, I've found that it is imperative in all communications, but that it really will mess up a narcissist. <laughs> like when somebody starts gaslighting you and gaslighting occurs all the time, right? So yeah. whether somebody's lying to you or gaslighting you or having narcissistic behavior, I have definitely learned that this tool will throw them off. And yeah. it's not that different you know it's my spin on a lot of advice that's out there but mm -hmm. encapsulated into three separate movements that you can do and just get things to stop and slow down to where you can think and not get trapped so yeah. i'm really having a good time i'm super excited that uh people are loving it enough that it's 
people want to be able to license it and use it on their own. So yeah. pretty exciting. Um, Cause that's a thing. Like, you know, you, you see it out there in the community too, of just people talking about being gaslit and it's like, how do you, because that's the thing. How do you even get around a gaslighted? Like, you know, I was thinking about that in my toxic marriage of like, just the, the way that he manipulated things that I would say in his responses and, that was really hard, but I wanted to ask you because you always talk about this because I do it and I know I do it. Uh, I interchange narcissist and gaslighting. And I really liked what you had said earlier about just like, you know, the behavior occurs first. So, you know, even like just breaking that down for us who think sometimes narcissist and gaslighting is the same thing. Yeah. So for me and, and psychologically, narcissism is a definable uh, on the DSM, you know, for a psychologist to define that. So you can mm -hmm. have narcissistic type behavior, but to be a narcissist is a qualification. And it becomes, you know, it's kind of on the tail end of the curve, like very few human beings are going to be in that. But yeah. gaslighting and lying occurs all the time. <laughs> and, and also, I think what happens is, Gaslighting and lying is the end result of something that somebody's already trying to hide. Mm. Right? Like I like a partner cheats or a partner spends money when they're not supposed to, or a partner goes somewhere they said they weren't going. I mean, it can be the biggest lie or it can be a small lie. Yeah. And we all have that feeling. Like I asked that question, and the answer I got back from my partner or my friend or my boss or whoever it is wasn't, it didn't feel right. Mm. right like there's something mm -hmm. wrong there it's not feeling good so what do you say when that happens what do you say back yeah. because what they're doing is they're covering up something they don't want you to know mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. just like kids right i mean humans start lying from an early age for mm -hmm. whatever fear they have like little kids are just lie because they think they're gonna get in trouble right no i took I took one cookie when they took three, right so yeah the smallest thing right <laughs> but when we get to be adults we need to be authentic and appreciate that another human being has the right to make decisions of their life based on fact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And that's the thing. Like, okay. We need to be able to make decisions based on facts, which is completely true. But when you go to someone who is gaslighting you and you state the facts and then they respond in a way that makes you feel like okay well maybe I'm tripping I didn't I didn't see that and I think that's the thing like how do we you know like how do we get around that girl we have got to start trusting ourselves like you know like people don't break marriages up or leave relationships or quit jobs on feelings but guess what I think we need to really right? hey, like look <laughs> I would have got divorced a long time before I did. Now, I may not have found out everything I did if I had left early. And I'm glad I stayed to find out the whole truth. But there were things. I like that. I really like that because people get stuck in it. People get stuck in, man, I stayed too long. Man, I, you know what I'm saying? But I like how you're like changing that narrative to say, no, I needed to stay longer because it gave me everything I needed to actually stay. Stay for good. Stay Girl, away. It was in my prayer every night for a lot of years. Like, please guide me to know what I need to know to be able to leave and be whole and complete. Like, mm -hmm. I would just have that prayer and, you know, guide me, open my eyes, 
get me to where I know it's complete and I can go. So you know, get off topic for a little bit. I'm sorry, because but this is good because I want to get off topic. So I think that's important. Um, part of my story is I prayed that same prayer of like, God, just send me a sign. I'm I don't want to get a divorce, but I just need to know. And then the next day, um, the other woman approached me at the gym. And so it's like you have to be careful what you pray for, but also when when God answers your prayers, like you should take that and, and use it to empower you. And I think so many times women use these things to just kind of stay in the victim space and not allow themselves to heal and move through. So I'm glad you shared that because that's good. Yeah, because my the first answer in my prayer was my 12 year old cranking up uh, Lizzo's first hit, you know, if he doesn't love you, leave him. And I uh -huh. said, my way to school. And I said, why are you playing that song? You like your little boyfriend. And she's yeah. like, no, mom, this is for you. Dad, no, are you serious? No, dad hates you and you need to divorce him. I'm like, okay, God, I got you. Uh, like loud and clear out of the mouths of babes, right? <laughs> Something going on. Something loud going on. <laughs> but your own 12-year-old child. Yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? People ask me all the time, like, okay, I need to stay in my marriage for the sake of my children. And I always tell them, baby, your children already know that this marriage is toxic and that your husband ain't doing right by you. Right. Because they don't come with the tools that we come with called, you know, make it work for the kids, make it work for ourselves. Like they don't come with all that. They're pure and innocent. And they go, this doesn't feel good. So you shouldn't do it. Right. We teach them that we teach mm -hmm. them. This doesn't feel good. Don't do it. Then we become yeah. adults and it doesn't feel good. And we keep doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had a yeah. child psychologist. I went to a child psychologist and asked somebody who, um, you know, specializes in breakup of marriages based mm -hmm. on infidelity. And they said, look, it is my experience that once a child starts saying the kind of things your child said, they have heard, intuited it or seen something, even if they cannot remember, you know, they might be young and they might not even remember what they heard, seen or intuited, but they know the feeling and that's what they're giving back to you. Wow. The children so, don't make children can't make this stuff up. They don't have the experience. Right? That's the thing. They don't have the experience. And no. so I think like, cause for me, I don't I don't have kids or I didn't have kids by my um ex. Right. And like, what would you say to women? Cause I that's not my personal experience, but what would you say to women who who say that? Like, oh, I'm just gonna stay even though I'm unhappy um for the kids. No, I would say um, don't have that be an excuse mm -hmm. because the kids know. And that's based on not my, that is based on my experience, but it's also based on expert advice that I got. Yeah. And that expert was so right. My child knew before me, my child was being gaslit. My child was being lied to. My, I mean, I learned more about what was going on, you know, before the infidelity that led up to the infidelity. Right. I always say infidelity is the last act. Right. Oh, really? and the, okay. Well, yeah, because I mean, no, the, sorry, I said it wrong. The gas, the gaslighting and lying is the last act. The behavior that they're covering up is the first act. Mm. Right. So something okay. happens. They do something. Mm -hmm. They cheat, they gamble, they drink, they like whatever. They go out with the boys and not supposed to whatever it is. Right. Like we all yeah. do whatever. 
spend yeah. too much money shopping, like whatever. It happens to men too, right? So mm -hmm. let's not just make it male or female, but somebody does something they want to cover up. That's act one. The mm -hmm. lying and the stories along the way are the rest of it. Wow. Right? If you think about that, by the time you're hearing these things that don't feel or sound right, there's something already happened. Hmm. Okay. Right? So think about that as a woman. Like you're already see, okay. having it. Here's like, okay. So here's my thought too. Um, Cause you're like, you're saying, okay, we need to trust our intuition. We need to trust our instinct. But what happens too though? What, Cause gaslighters are good at this. Gaslighters are good at causing you to doubt your, your instinct. Right. And then like they can, they can paint the picture that you're crazy. You didn't see what you saw. And so now you start to bury your instinct and you don't, you know, you don't follow your intuition anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it doesn't happen again tomorrow or the next day, but maybe it happens another six months from now. That mm -hmm. same feeling, right? Mm -hmm. We, I believe that we need to teach each other and especially our children, right? Coming up that let's not do that again. Like this is a generational learning experience, right? Yeah. Like just stay in your marriage. That's just mm -hmm. something that somebody said. Like when I was getting divorced, I could not find anybody, but like one author who was, um, excuse my French, but she was like staying in a divorce, staying in a marriage after somebody's cheated, like eating a shit sandwich every day. She's like, why not do that? She's like, she's funny, right? I'm like, there's my girl, right? There's somebody speaking the truth. Because there's yeah. nothing good about this. What can occur from here forward that's mm -hmm. good? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, women, men, whoever this has happened to start speaking out, it's like, you know, let's break up the industry and the conversation. Let's be that yeah. shake up in, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to lie. And then my spouse is just going to stay with me. Because that's right. the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Over and over and over. It's like we're supposed to be the smartest mammals on the planet. I don't think so. <laughs> you know. But I, so I want to ask you something. Do you think that people can repair their marriage after infidelity occurs? I do. I do okay. think they can repair. I do mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You know, things that I have learned um, is there remorse. Is there contrition? Is there truly a desire to talk about why they did it, how they were feeling, what lack inside themselves? That's mm -hmm. where the gaslighting effect comes. Anytime somebody's saying it was an accident or um, it's your fault, look, ain't nobody tripped and had their private parts fall into each other. That's ain't what I'm saying. Happened. This is not an accident. <laughs> My uncle, he's a pastor, and he always says that same thing. He's like, so you mean to tell me that you slipped into your car, you slipped to a bar, you slipped her your phone number, you slipped her conversations, you slipped right. over to the hotel. He was like, that's yeah. a whole bunch of slipping. <laughs> no, ain't nobody. It, it is premeditated. Mm. You know, cheating uh -huh. is premeditated. Yeah. Yeah. That, I like that. You, It is. You're on an app. You're on a phone. You're in a bar. You're at a singles event. You take off your wedding ring. That all of it is premeditated. And mm -hmm. there's some, I believe, there's some lacking mm -hmm. in most human beings to have them be feeling like they need to do that. Mm -hmm. I like what you, like, I, your definition, though, is, like, so solid. 
uh, when it comes to gaslighting about the behavior occurs first. And I think that for me in my mind, it's like, okay, now this helps me like see the distinction between gaslighter and a narcissist because what you're saying is that the behaviors come first or the action or whatever that they've done and now the lies come to cover up that particular behavior exactly like that's good i like yeah because <laughs> if you're not doing anything wrong what you got to be lying about <laughs> it's like that's true that's true so then let's get into it like we got a we got a solid definition of what gaslighting is now. Yeah. It's clearly they they ain't doing something right. And yeah. what like what's the plan now? Like what's the how do we navigate dealing with this gaslighter? So this is what I did. I took the tool that I created for business. So mm-hmm. compassion, process, and learning. Say it again. Compassion, mm-hmm. process, and learning. Okay. So look at the infidelity situation. So compassion for myself and my partner, because maybe they've been there before. I don't know, but I definitely have not been there. Right. Like compassion that like, I don't know about this mm-hmm. and there's something wrong mm-hmm. and I need to feel better mm-hmm. and love yourself. Be compassionate with yourself because this is a, not a good thing that you're going through. Right. And just, you know, put your, put your big girl pants on, but, you know, man up, whatever it is and deal with the situation understand that it's a process and that you're learning. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So be Mm -hmm. compassionate, understand it's a process and understand that you're learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. And so what would you like tell people like how to apply that to their situations? Well, what I've found in talking to people is when you come out of the, when you start the conversation with you, right? It creates defensiveness. You did this, you did that. So first Mm -hmm. of all, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Start with I, I'm not feeling right. I'm not feeling like you're telling me the truth. Mm -hmm. I don't see consistency in your story. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all. Mm -hmm. and, And then I also think the I statements give yourself power because you're inside yourself saying I, you're not saying you, which means you're over there in their world. You, 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 you're like inside of yourself, taking a stand for yourself. Every time you say I, yeah, I feel bad. I feel this is not right. I feel like you're not being quite honest. Right. I like that because, okay, first of all, I stole that from you when you were like, okay, listen to the person that's saying I, I, I all the time or you, you, you. So now when I'm with my clients, girl, I'd be like, what? Are they I owe you and you or whatever. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. go ahead. No, it's just that it's only place we can be responsible for ourselves is in I. Because this once you gain that power of continually speaking, I, you quickly realize it is the only place you have any power. That person over there can just keep lying to you. And you could be like, you're doing this, you're doing that. And guess what they're going to say back? No, I'm not. Okay, great. So stop being over there. Yeah, exactly. Don't be over there. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling incomplete. I'm feeling like that's what, that's what causes the defensiveness. You got it. Like that makes sense to me. I get that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just was wow. glad that I had Girl. created it. <laughs> right? Because then it just saying, I did not force you with a gun to get in your car, to go anywhere to do anything. You did all that on your own. Right. All of that on your own. Wow. Right. That's, um, hold on, Didi. I'm going to pause because I don't have my laptop. Uh... Okay, yes. I Okay, I'm getting so excited right now because I don't know. Like for me, it's like this is, this is good. And I hope that people are picking this up and, and really understanding because what I was saying was um, first I, with my clients, I was always telling them like, well, when you bring the offense to your partner, like how are they responding? Are they saying I, 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 or you, 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 but I like what you're saying too, even on the flip side as the victim, you shouldn't also be going into it aggressively, right? Because again, when you say, well, you're lying or you blah, blah, blah. But when you say, hey, I feel like you're not telling the truth. Hey, I feel like parts of your story are are not lining up. Like it really kind of helps with that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, like you said, it's putting the power back onto you. It's giving you some type of, to me in my mind, like accountability, but it's kind of helping where it's like this, it's not as aggressive. Well, it also doesn't give them to be anything to be defensive about, right? Mm. Like they can't put it back on you if you're using an I statement. And yeah. guess what? They're like, all right, uh, she ain't playing no more. <laughs> she ain't over there blaming me. She's like taking a stand for herself. So I'm like, I ain't doing this anymore. I I don't feel right. I cannot do this. You know, like I'm not going to be in these conversations. Yeah. Do you think that like us using the I language makes them really think that like, oh, okay, now she's coming at me or he's coming at me with I, you know, how they're feeling. You think that or you read articles, the biggest thing they say is don't argue with a a gaslighter or someone who's lying to you. Mm -hmm. So if you can't argue the point, all you can do is take a stand for you, yourself, right? With an I statement. I I understand that that was your experience. That was not my experience. Right? Yeah. And then just be done. Because like you said, you can't argue with a gaslighter. No. No, because they have an agenda of Uh making sure, again, that you don't find out what the first step actually was because all this lying is all this, you know, 10th step, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, get in the car, go to the bar, slider a number, start an affair. Right? When you're supposed to be working late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where did the first thing start? I lied, that they lied about not being at work. Mm-hmm. And so everything that occurs after that fact is just, you know, what do they say? Seed of the poison fruit. So my thought is, and I want to know what your thought is. <clears throat> I feel like with people who are gaslighters, essentially, it's like rooted in an insecurity that they have on in their own, you know, that they're battling with personally. And 100%. so, yeah. So you would yeah. agree with that? I agree with it. I, uh, I agree my own personal experience. I agree from um, courses I've taken or books I've read, experts I've listened to, that mm-hmm. the inability to be honest is 
insecurity. Because mm. I promise you, if I was the inability to be, to be honest, yeah, is insecurity. Right. Why? Why would you not be honest? That's true. Why would you not be honest? So uh, people would ask this then. Okay. Why would you not be honest? But why would you just when we're talking about infidelity or any type of betrayal if you're unhappy why not just leave exactly why not just come and say hey i'm not happy anymore mm -hmm. i'm starting to have thoughts about you know sleeping or dating or being with other people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah because not happy has to be the, the beginning because you got to get okay. not happy first to be thinking about other people right mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i mean I don't know. Like, I mean, I know that we are, you can be walking down the street and obviously be attracted to somebody else. Right. Yeah. But your unhappiness meter has got to be really in the red to take it somewhere different than just, oh yeah, that was an attractive human and keep walking. Right. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. That's good. And so that, cause that circles back in to like what you do um, in terms of communication. And so it's like, that's the thing in relationships when the communication is broken. And I don't know, like, is that kind of where it, it, it starts? Um, because, you know, what I hear you say is like, if you're unhappy, you need to start there and express that opposed to going and actually doing an action that could hurt another person. Exactly. Or destroy everything you've built, you know, these 20, 30 year marriages that, yeah, marriage is hard. Being with one person is hard, but you have mm -hmm. to start with, I committed, right? I committed to be with you. I committed to make a family with you. And if something's wrong, then talk mm -hmm. about it. So I mm -hmm. believe that all things, all things start with communication. Even yep. like if you and I just sat here and said nothing out loud, there's even communication going on in our own heads okay. about each other, about ourselves, about the podcast, about the topic. So there is always communication going on. So mm -hmm. recognizing that communication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think that this is what religious counseling before marriage is about. Right. Hey, by the way, this thing you're about to take on is hard. Don't fool yourself. Like this is hard. Yeah. Right. Being married yeah. is hard. Mm -hmm. not, it's not a cakewalk. It is not a fantasy. It is not Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I already know that I already know the answer to this question and I already know what you're going to say, but I feel like somebody is still asking themselves this question. And so we just got to get it out there. Okay. Like, can you rebuild or, uh, cause like we talked about, okay, yeah, you can repair a relationship after infidelity, but can you repair a relationship with a gaslighter? No, because that person's insecure. So that person doesn't have a relationship with themselves. <laughs> yeah, not a relationship with an unwhole human being. Mm. You weren't supposed to say that. That's what? too much. <laughs> too much? <laughs> you you got to give them baby steps, <laughs> Okay, okay. So that's 100% me. Here's 50% me. A little lighter if that person is willing to work on themselves and become whole and complete and learn how to be secure 
Nah, we're going to stick with the 100%. The 100% was better and it was good. But that is so, okay. So I was on a call with a client yesterday, right? And this was our second session. And, um, you know, you know how we all have those clients where some are particularly harder to break than others. And it's like, we already know the root of their issue, but our job as a coach is to get them to see the root of their issue. And so, you know, I'm preparing and I'm like, okay, how am I going to get her to see X, Y, Z, right? And so finally, um, through the session yesterday, we did, like, I got her to pull it out, right? And here's what it was. Her issues are that she's insecure. And she, you know, was basically saying internally, she tells herself um, that she's not good enough. Right. And nobody else will want her. So she's going to stay in this relationship, you know, and fight for this one, even though she knows that it's toxic, but because her insecurities behind, you know what I'm saying? And. Right. But what, like what do you think that maybe, maybe what actually happens is we're insecure. Mm -hmm. Then all those terrible things we say to ourselves as insecure. Uh -huh. Actually attract it Woo. and now there's a human out there actually speaking the same words in, that are in our own head and it lines up and then we're in a double whammy like now we're in this board game that we cannot get out of yep but once yep. you you know i always say but now that your client knows that the game is different it's a game changer ain't it oh i always say you cannot people will say well if i just change one thing like i do a lot of mediation in communication mm -hmm. and people are like we need to fix this no you're going to be different in the interaction and the whole thing changes well how's that possible and i say yeah. well do you bake yeah everybody's baked a cake right one cake uh -huh. in their life chocolate vanilla whatever out of a betty crocker box okay fine let's just say you forget to put the oil in that's a different cake Let's yeah. just say you forgot to put the egg in. That's a different cake. Uh -huh. The minute you understand what you're contributing to a situation, that situation is no longer the same. It cannot be. Like that's deep, right? It cannot be the same. <laughs> Girl, you over here got me shaking. Oh, <laughs> we can go on and on, but I love that. I, and I don't know, because anyways, oh, once you know where you're contributing, it won't be the same. Yeah, and seriously, stop contributing that. Don't give that away anymore. Don't do that. Don't give that away. Okay, don't so do that quick, anymore. How do, how do they do that, though? Because they are allowing these people to speak to their insecurities. And, and so then again, she confessed. Like, she was like, well, he has told me that nobody else will want me. Well, he has told me that, you know, I wasn't good enough X, Y, Z. So now when you talk about don't allow that, what does that look like? No, it comes back to the I statement, mm. right? I am worthy. I am, I am desirable. I am. And guess what? Now they don't line up anymore. Yeah. You can't stay in a situation that's that different. It's yeah. like you can, like you wouldn't stay long term in a relationship where one of you spoke French and one of you spoke Spanish and you could never communicate. Mm -hmm. The minute you flip that dialogue and those words are no longer going inside of you on in your own head, life changes. 
right? Yeah. And you say, and you even can take the power to it and be like, I chose this person because I was insecure. I did this. Yep. Right. And I mean, that's you, where that empowerment comes in. Because yeah, now you know the problem and now you know that you have the power to fix and correct that problem. Yeah. Yeah. And you can break it down all the way if you want. I mean, you can do the whole psychology on it. You can, you know, I love Freud and Young and the whole thing. And you mm -hmm. can spend years figuring that out. I got that. Yeah. yeah. But right now you're in a critical situation. So if you yeah. just change the communication tool you're using, get out of the critical situation. And then in your healing process, go figure out why you did that. Like what mm -hmm. about your past contributed to your presence and is giving you who you are. Mm -hmm. But do that outside of the critical situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you don't have to eat that cake you didn't put the oil in. You can be done yeah. with it. You can just be like, yeah. I, I'm done. With that no. Woo, child. This is good. I <laughs> no, I'm for real. Like, this is see, this I love us. I love us together. <laughs> Ebony and Ivory, everybody. <laughs> um, I'm because I'm thinking about like now I know why he got so upset, my ex-husband. The first time I used an I statement and my I statement was I'm not because he came to my house giving me those same lies and, you know, trying to put everything on me and even telling me like I was a victim of that, like being told that I'm not good enough and nobody else will want me. And I remember looking at him in the face and I said, well, I'm not the same Brianna anymore. And he absolutely lost it. And now I know why. And so that is important for men and women. I know I say women a lot because that's who I coach. But if you are in a toxic relationship and you are dealing with a gaslighter, start learning how to use the language of I because it's going to empower you to make steps to do what you need to do to get out of those toxic situations. And I don't know, off the top of your head, like what should we title this episode? This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The I world, right? Or something. Right. You know? it's gonna, look, it's going to be something with I because I this tool. is so good. The I tool, the, right? Like the gaslighter, the liar, the person trying to manipulate you to do whatever they're doing that they don't want you to know about cannot mm -hmm. function inside of, yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. believe you. And if this continues, I won't be staying. Yep. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you, but I love me more. Right. Yep. Uh -uh. yep. I'm so happy for your client that she saw that because she will no longer attract that to herself. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you cannot know which came first, the chicken or the egg. Did she actually have that going on before she met that human being? Or did she have a little crack where that might fit and he broke it wide open? And now mm -hmm. all there is, is is that insecurity. Yep. But saying, yep. I chose you and I can unchoose you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And, you know, not even getting into a lot of it because I feel like we have so many other topics that we need to touch on as far as 
attachment styles and uh, you know how we're attracting these people but hers was like once we got into it it was rooted into childhood she's always thought that way and you know that was what I was telling her too of like when you get attached to someone an unhealthy attachment that's why it's so much harder to break away from these toxic relationships because there was a part of you that was already insecure and when you get with a gaslighter, right, at the very beginning, they're very cunning and they tell you all the things that you want to say. And so that thing is attractive to you, right? And so you get stuck in that of like, man, I want that back. So you're doing everything in your power that you think is right, right? And you're trying to stay and you're trying to work it out because you're wanting to get back to him validating that insecurity that you once had or that you that have that has always been there. And exactly. so I think yeah. Yeah, because everyone wants to be validated even if it's in the negative. Mm. Right? And I I truly believe that life is not what happens to us is what we say about it. Yeah. So the minute you see something you don't like and you can't control of it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you figure out the why when it's not critical. Mm -hmm. Like, cause mm -hmm. unless that other person's also on the same page of like, I don't want to behave like this. Like I, if both people are like, I don't feel good. This doesn't feel right. And this person's like, and I don't like behaving like this, that mm -hmm. you can repair. Those yeah. two people can repair. They're, they're speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But are they both willing to look and see like, what about my past led me to my present moment and how do I want to change it? Yeah. 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 That is good, man. I feel like we've gave the people some, y'all finna go out there and lead these gaslighters like for real, for real. That's what I want to know. <laughs> y'all better because. Make I mean, a better cake, baby. Just don't make a better cake. And you can make a better cake with the same person, but you got to change the ingredients. Yeah. Like yeah. I've seen people heal relationships, uh, intimate relationship, work relationship, friendships by just changing the ingredient by one person being uh -huh. courageous enough to use that I statement and just admit, uh -huh. I don't like this. It doesn't feel yeah. good. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, we could mm -hmm. just continue segments, you know, every few weeks on this, like what I statement work, where can you use it? What's the next tool? Yeah. Yeah. You right. guys, if you have enjoyed this episode, like put comments, like if you want to hear us talk more and really dive deep into this I statement, I want you to come in or I want you to go and follow me and Didi and DM us and just let us know like, okay, yeah, this I statement is is clutch for the relationship that I'm, I'm I'm trying to get out of or navigate through. And so um, what you think, Didi? Are we, are oh, we and good? If they, and, if, and if the listeners have specific um, examples, like give them to us and we can turn a, right. whole, a whole cast into that topic. Like yeah. we can build it out. If somebody has a great example of something that's happened, we can build around that one example. That's right. Because I promise you there's other people in the world experiencing the same thing. Yes. Maybe so you guys, if you have an example of how you're trying to navigate what we say, like a gaslighter, somebody that's gaslighting, um, do us a favor, message us, DM um, me on um, life underscore after underscore infidelity on Instagram. And then DD. 
Yeah, uh, uh, BTC, The Betrayal Trauma Coach, or uh, my email, discover or my website, discoverresponse.com. How do you feel about closing out? Like, do is there anything else we need to share with the people? Or you feel like they got enough to go and practice I right I, now? It's such a powerful tool. Go get it. Go change that cake. Do something different. Let us know how that one tastes, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's do something different. And hopefully your partner is as disgusted with the cake that y'all made wrong together that they want to change it and eat something better too. Like mm -hmm. that's how you work marriage out. Are you both committed, bottom line, to the rules of marriage that you agree on? Mm -hmm. Can you work inside of that? That's how you keep stay together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, I hope that you have found this um, segment very helpful. Like I said, me and Didi are going to be coming back. We have devoted that we're going to be coming back to you once a month. So make sure that you check us out um, once a month, every month on a Monday. We're going to be dropping some fire episodes more like this. Um, just trying to help you, you know, learn how to navigate gaslighting, narcissist, what else? Like I've already said, okay, we got to talk about these attachment styles. What else? <laughs> yeah, <do you> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, the commitment to learn how did we, well, I, I love the whole baking thing, right? So like, how did we become the human that we are? What mm -hmm. parts of it do we want to keep? And what parts do we not want to keep? Yeah. Right. Because we can be conscious functioning human beings and drop some of our stuff and pick up other things. We don't have to just be the same people ongoingly through life. Kids keep doing yeah. the same thing over and over. What did Einstein say? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, the definition of insanity. insanity. So you've got to stop and think. Right. And then, you know, don't forget, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Uh -huh. Right. Yep. Change it the yep. first time. Don't wait till the 10th time. Make mm -hmm. you and them miserable and your yep. kids. Change it now. Yep. Yep. Well, you guys, that's what we're here for. You heard it from Dee Dee. We're, we're here to help you get out of that cycle of insanity for real, for real. For and real. so. <laughs> Again, you can catch Didi at www.discoverresponse.com. And you can also hit her up on Instagram at Betrayal Trauma Coach. Um, and then you can also find us, listen to this episode on YouTube at Life After Infidelity. And so you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Tunes, Google Podcast. That's a whole thing. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be here once a month giving you more hot topics. And we'll see you in the next video. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks, girl. Everybody be well. Bye. Bye. Hey, beautiful. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the show so you can stay connected with a community of women who can relate to what you're experiencing. And do me a favor, take a screenshot that you were listening to the show and tag me on Instagram at life underscore after underscore infidelity underscore. I love to connect with you, hear your story of infidelity and show you some love over there. Until next time, I'm your host, Brianna Latrice, reminding you that whether you choose to leave or stay after infidelity, both decisions will be hard and I'm here to help you navigate your heart. See you next time, beautiful.